1 Samuel, that's where we're going, 1 Samuel. So the title of this was on my heart in the week was, uh, can we bring it up? It was, dedicate your life to Christ. And that answers the question of, why does apostle, I'm looking at a man, the apostle, why is he like that? Because of this, dedicated his life to Christ. Why are these great men of God like that in the Bible? Because of this. They actually dedicated their life to Christ. And um, I remember doing that 20 years ago. Why am I like this? Because of this. Um, it really is because of this. But let's read this story here. It's a great story. It's the story of the man of God, um, Samuel, and his mum, Hannah. And uh, this is really close to our home because Pastor Hannah really um, disconnects with her if you heard her story. Her son's called Samuel, who's actually my, was, my very, um, was my pastor for over a decade. But let's read. I'll read it, eh? Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 1. Got it up there? Verse 1, let's read. Now, there was a certain man of um, Ramathaim, Zophim, I think that's how you pronounce it, of the mountains of Ephraim. And his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeraham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of, um, you know, pretty much that's the fucker Papafano. So, let's carry on. And he had two wives. Just, just want to point that out. Don't have two wives? Okay, just, this is the Old Testament. Let's carry on. <laughs> Everyone go, oh, two wives. Yeah, no, don't. Trust me, it's hard enough with one wife. <laughs> All the brothers say amen. <laughs> Woo! Far out, actually, thinking about that. Can you imagine having two wives? Can you imagine the lies that you'd have to live? Where are you going? Oh, to work. Well, like, you know, like, anyway. Sorry, I touched on someone's testimony, but let's carry on. The name of, he had two wives. The name of one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Penina. I think that's how you say it. Penina. Anyway, Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. Got that? This man went up from the city, uh, from a city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Also, the two sons of Eli. Eli was the man of God at that time, the prophet, the head priest, Hoth, um, whatever that name is, and I don't even know that other name. Basically, they were the priests of the Lord. They were both there. And whenever the time came again for um, Al Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to his wife, different wives. I'm just going to paraphrase it. The first wife, he'd give some portions to her and the children, but to the second wife, Hannah, he actually loved her more, and he would give her a double portion. So that's the, this is the scenario. He's got two women. One's got children. One doesn't have children. She's barren. Okay. Let's carry on. Um, but to Hannah, yeah, here we go. He would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. Okay. She couldn't have children. And her rival, which was the other wife, also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. Isn't that interesting, eh? So off note there. There are a lot of things that God does in your life. God had closed her womb. That's not a nice God, is it? Pastor, I've been through stuff, a lot of stuff. My, I'm going through relationship issues. I'm going through my children going through this. At the end of the day, and I don't mean to put God in this light, but when you read that, God closed her womb. God made it so she couldn't have any children. 
that's some savage stuff. It's not even on my topic, but let's go around reading. Um, <coughs> and her rival, yep, close to him. And so it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her, therefore she wept and did not eat. Then her husband said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why are you crying? Why do you not eat? So she was fasting, you know, she was starving, she was going through some grief. And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better, <clears throat> am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting at the seat of the doorpost of the tabernacle. He was at the church, okay? He was at the church. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but when you give, but will you give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. You get the picture? She, was, she really wanted a child. She, you know, um, the Bible says, Children are inheritance from the Lord. That's your next generation. You know, really wanted one. And uh, so much so, she went to the house. She was praying, really moved. And have you ever prayed when, have you been in a position where your soul is so pressured? You know what I mean? It's not, I mean, we all pray. But there's a different type of prayer that Hannah was doing right there. She was doing, making vows with God. Anyone here made any vows with God? Lord, if you do this. Father, if you get me through this, Lord, I need this breakthrough. I need, you know, she was doing that. She was cutting a deal with God. That's, that's where she was at. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. So the man of God, the prophet, was watching her. Now Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she was drunk. So Eli said to her, how long, have you, uh, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have, sp I have spoken until now. And Eli answered and said, Go in your peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked, um, asked of him. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went, went, went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Have you ever been in a position where you prayed where you're not really speaking words? Anyone? Oh, I have. I've been here heaps of times. This, I can relate to this story. Have you ever been, this lady, Hannah, well, you know, she was in a position where she prayed so much that words weren't even coming out. It was, it was a deep prayer. It was um, a, a deep, yeah, it is anguish. What's a better word? Petition arts. Do you understand what I'm saying, church? She was in a level of prayer that ain't normal. When you're trying to do something and you want something from God, and you got to learn how to get his attention. He, yeah, he hears all your prayers. He hears all our prayers. But there's some prayers and some um, situations like this that are just a cut above. What am I saying this for? She she wanted a child. She had she she was sick and tired of her other husband, her the other wife mocking her, 
you know, stirring her up because she had children and she didn't have any. That she went into prayer, deep prayer, went to the house, got to take it off to this lady. She knew where to go. She went to the man, she went to the house where the man of God was on her knees. You can imagine her crying, weeping, lost her voice from all the praying in tongues and trying to figure out all the tongues you can pray in. <laughs> you're in that position, you'll pray in any tongue. <laughs> you'll even swear, eh, you fellas? Anyway, carry on. Lord! Boom! She was getting his attention. All right, someone say getting his attention. Let's carry on. Then they rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house at Ramah and her husband knew Hannah and his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son, called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked for him from the Lord. <clears throat> now the man, her husband, and all his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah did not go up. For she said to her husband, not until the child is weaned, then I will take him, that he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. Someone say forever. And again, her husband said to her, do what seems best to you. Wait until we have weaned him and let the Lord establish his word. Then the woman stayed and nursed her son until she had weaned him. Now, when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bulls with a few things going on there, one ephah of flour, a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh, and the child was young. Then they slaughtered a bull, a bull, brought the child to Eli, the man of God, and she said, Oh, my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here, praying to the Lord. For, the, for this child I prayed, excuse me, <clears throat> for this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worship the Lord there. Someone say me. Awesome. All right. Who's Samuel? Samuel's the one who anointed King David. He anointed Saul. Um, he was feared when Samuel came to town everyone was like whoa what you know <laughs> they would <laughs> they would repent just hearing him coming to town Apostle Brante Tamaki's coming down <gasps> repent no it doesn't have okay well, do you understand it was the, the, this this man of God this young man became such a powerhouse man of God in the in the whole nation of Israel he was in politics he was in anointing kings. He was into the reformation of the church. He was doing some hardcore things for God. Because look at his look at his origins. He was set up. That was awesome. Man, if you start reading about him, like it just gets pretty cool. Some of the stuff, you know. He started hearing sharper than Eli. This is the transition. Eli. You know, I'm paraphrasing, I'm going off my notes here. But um, yeah, it was a bad situation. So God had to actually bypass Eli and speak to Samuel. It got to such a stage where, you know, Samuel was dedicated to God, obviously by his mom and the prayer, and you heard that. 
But he, he elevated to such a stage that the man of God, could, his sight grew dim and his, his hearing couldn't hear, couldn't hear God's voice anymore. This is Eli. God started speaking to Samuel. And he prophesied and spoke a prophecy to Samuel. And Eli knew God had spoken to Samuel. And even Eli said to Samuel, tell me what God has told you. Samuel was so in fear, he said, oh, I don't want to. But then Eli commanded him. Because what God told him, this is way off my topic. What God told him was, um, I'll take out Eli's household. Because he didn't raise his children in the way of the Lord. This is the man of God, hey, he didn't raise his children in the way of the Lord. Anyway, not that we're judging, but just to paint a picture. So that's a little bit about Samuel's origins. What's that got to do with dedicated to the Lord? That has everything to do with it. The best thing you can give someone, church, is a relationship with Christ. The very best thing you can give your children is passing on God, Jesus, Christ, the church. Yep, pass on all the other stuff, but the very, very best thing you can do is that. So put your hands together for yourself because you're here in the house. Some of those kids are your children. No, give yourself a bigger round of applause than that. You don't realize, but the lifestyle pattern you're living today is actually setting up your children, your grandchildren, so they'll be walking like Samuel here. They will hear the voice of the Lord. They'll be in tune. They'll be sharp. They'll be a cut above. They'll be different. They'll be dedicated to the Lord. That's cool. The best thing you can, yeah. Anyway, someone say dedicate. All right. Let's read this two more scriptures and then we'll do some stuff. Matthew chapter 16, verse 25 to 27. Matthew 16, verse 25 to 27. What's this? For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Actually, I'm going to read from 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him de deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. When you dedicate your life to God, you get a new life. Now, I remember playing spacey games, you always get the free life. <laughs> this is the cheat code. You actually get eternal life. How's that? I was actually talking to my children, and um, I was talking early in the week, and we're talking about, um, you know, we're talking about my birthday, and, and I said they, you know, having some funny chats. I can't repeat all of those words here, but we had some funny chats, and um, they're like, Dad, and all they could, all I kept thinking about was, I'm still alive. They're going, what are you talking about? I said, oh, your daddy, woo, I needed all the lives God gave me. I said, what? You, and, uh, you know, and we started having a little laugh and a bit of banter. And then um, one of them says to me, man, you only have one life. And I was listening. I said, you're right. But then I, the DNA that's in our house, Holy Spirit quickly reminded me, we don't just have one life. We have eternal life. You and I have eternal life. When you lose your life for Christ, you get eternal life. So being the way I am, so really dad has infinity lives. <laughs> Woo, I can use them all. What's the anyway? Sorry, that's my deep thoughts there. 
But let's come back to this. Church, you get a new life. When you dedicate your life to Christ, it's new. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the old and the new. But you get a new life in Christ. You get a new fresh start. Um, it's totally different. But it is. it can be difficult, as the words of Christ said there. You've got to deny yourself. There's some, time, there's some times where you want to do a lot of things, and sometimes you don't want to do them. That's when you have to deny yourself and just do them. My wife said it, 20 years we've been coming to the house, no matter who was preaching, no matter if I liked the leadership, no matter if I was in the leadership, no matter if I was serving, no matter if I was playing the guitar, no matter if I was cleaning the toilet, it doesn't matter. It's the same heart condition. You don't want to get to a place or a position in life where you come into this walk and it's all based on certain things. Mine's based on this. I gave my life to Christ. Do your will, Father. Have your way. Someone say, dedicate. Right. So when you dedicate your life, you get a new life. Isn't that great? Maybe I should say it another way. Who needs a new life? Maybe I should say it this way. Who lives a low life? Sorry, is that harsher? I'm trying to go for the harsher. I don't want to live low life anymore. When you give your life to Christ, he liberates you. You have a different life. You have a different vision on life, a different perspective. You see your wife different. You get married. You see your children different. You see life through a totally different set of lenses as opposed to what you were raised up in. You get a brand new life. Someone say a new life. So if you've still got your old life, there's some things that need to be denied. Have you ever been denied before? Yes, a few times, Pastor. Yeah, I remember being denied. I remember as a young kid asking a girl out, got denied. That was quite cutting. No one did that, okay, just me. Denied me, and so pride kicked in. I don't even like you anyway. <laughs> I got denied, rejected. Remember when you fellas were trying to go to the nightclub and you got denied? Yeah. I'm 25. You're not 25. I know your family. I'm 25. <laughs> Denied. You've got to deny your that stuff so that you can take in the new stuff. Anyway, going off my things. Here you go to Philippians chapter 1 verse... Philippians chapter 1 verse 21. It's our last scripture and then we'll do some stuff. All right, church? Galatians, Philippians, Ephesians. Chapter 1, verse 21. This is what it reads. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. When you dedicate your life to Christ, living means living for Christ. I know, most of us are like, hey, so when you tricked me into the Lord's Prayer, yeah, your life's gone. <laughs> I wish someone told me too. I remember that when the apostle prayed their prayer and I prayed it. He prayed the salvation prayer. Yep. I'm going to challenge you. Come to the front. And being a prideful man, I'm coming to the front. Walked up to the front. Next thing I'm half crying. And then um, having an experience with Jesus. But anyway, what's the point of that? When you dedicate your life, it means actually living for Christ. That's a cutting statement. Many of us give our life to Christ, but we don't live for him. We live for our own desires. We mix it in there. Eh? I'm living, I'm doing the kingdom. I'm doing, mix it in there with other stuff. 
next to me. And you can. You have free choice. But if we're going to come back to dedicated to Christ and looking at, you know, top shelf, what does that mean? Okay, I get it. Dedicate my life to Jesus. Yes, yes, Lord, I, I want to do that. Well, that means your soul. Dedicate your soul to him. Jesus is the love of my soul. What's my soul? That's my mindset. That's my feelings. That's the inner part of me. That's my personality. All those things have to be now rewired. Do you understand? My affections are now to Christ. They're now to the church. They're now to the cause. They're now to the kingdom. They're now to you guys. It changes where before my affections may have only been on me, my whanau, you know, or whatever. But when you dedicate your life to Christ, you're pledging your life to him. So I want to congratulate all of you that pledged your life to Jesus. I'm looking at men and women that dedicated their life to him. You're special, all right? Crazy. That's crazy. Yes. So, okay, pastor, I've got to dedicate my soul to him. Yes. That means my tongue is not mine. Blah, 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 blah. Everyone go this to your neighbor. Blah, 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 blah. That thing. That thing. That tongue. You know, the words you speak, they have to be dedicated to him. So I've got to watch what I'm saying now. Can't just say stuff. My thinking patterns, how I do finance now, how I think about politics, how I think about the community, how I even think about my race as a Maori, Christ, it all changes. It all shifts because now I've pledged my whole life to him. Does that make sense? You now live for him, church. Give yourself a pat on the shoulder. Well done. Best decision, eh? So that's my soul. Then there's my body. Did you know your body is dedicated to God? The Bible says my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. So I better look after it. I better watch where my eyes look. Better watch what I put my ears to. I've got to change these things. I know these are fundamentals. But sometimes they're so simple and so fundamental, we overlook them. We scroll on TikTok and our eyes are going this. Turn to neighbor and go, give them your TikTok eyes. Oh. Is this right? We've got we've to consecrate our eyes. Someone say, I live for Jesus. My eyes are sanctified for the kingdom. Your eyes, are, your eyes ears, all your senses, your taste, your touch... All, that's, all your faculties is now dedicated to Christ. So I shouldn't be touching things I shouldn't be touching. <laughs> and certain things shouldn't be touching me. I value who I am. I value the children. Value, you understand? So you don't get yourself in a position where someone's going to mess with your dedication. Got that? My mouth, ears, eyes, senses, all those things. I know this is fundamental stuff. But it'll help clean up some of the dross that just swept, slipped, um, slipped through. You know, because you can be in faith for years and just some stuff still hangs around. You know what I mean? It just slipped in. But when you dedicate your life, that's why every day when you get up and you pray away at night, you don't have to pray in tongues for five hours. If you want to, go for it. Father, I just thank you for, if you want to name everyone in the church, I thank you for David, I thank you for Connor, I thank you for Pete. Father, go for it. <laughs> no one does it? Oh, dear. Whatever. But it's just a heartfelt prayer, like, Lord, I dedicate my life to you afresh today. Shucks, I blew it yesterday. But that's all right. It's a new day. It's a new day. Let's do it. 
Yes, I repent of my swearing and come out cigarettes. <coughs> whatever you got to do. Just, whatever, man. It's just, there is no, you're not allowed to with God. God is your father. You want to enter into the lounge with your dad and go, Dad, Dad, where's the keys to the Harley? Don't even ask, just take them. That's your, you're allowed to have this relationship with your Heavenly Father. And sometimes you've got to be real and go, yeah, Lord, oh, gee, Dad, I just blew it yesterday. Didn't really live like I was dedicated, did I? No one could tell that I'm actually a son of God. Because a dedicated person, you can see it on their life. You can see the anointing. You can feel it. You can, there's a spirit and an aura around them. Now I'm talking about you guys. You may not feel it. Last night being at that place, uh, the owner came up. He goes, he was blown away. We had a good chat. He goes, I'm blown away. I said, in my, in my spirit, in my mind, I already know why. I'm laughing, so I just let him share. Caught it all, brother. Keep sharing. And he goes, no one's drinking. I said, yeah. Drinking's dumb. That was my chance to get cheap. Drinking's dumb, bro. You'll make more money. No, anyway. And then he goes, so are you all in Destiny Church? I said, yes. The same destiny as the destiny. I said, the one and only. And he goes, I've never had an event here where no one's had any alcohol. Put our hands together for that. Because I would have had some questions if he said, only if you have bought alcohol. I would have went, who? <laughs> who? Who bought alcohol? That fellow there? Oh, man. <laughs> so I was actually, I was actually um, spying on you fellas. No one's bought alcohol. Are you sure? You tell me if someone. <laughs> who did? Oh. And, and he was blown away. That tells you how you guys live. That tells you it, it, it's, it's fruit of you. Everything you have been doing, even if you think you're not making it or you haven't made you're making it, you're cracking it, you're doing it. No one goes to a place like that and doesn't touch drugs and alcohol or doesn't tr touch alcohol, you know. And so we showed him the kingdom culture. Now for us, we've been around this all the time, eh? We think this is normal. You think living... Your life for Christ is normal, and that's amen. Yes, it is normal. But you must remember, you're in a community, in a society where that's not normal. Okay, as soon as you go out the four walls, it's not normal. Everyone swears. The DJ was like, what did he say, Jake? I was wondering why you guys wanted clean music. Still fun music. Do you understand? Because we've cleaned up our life. We, we, we listen to certain things. I'm not saying you can't listen to that and you can't swear. That's your decision. But when you live dedicated to Christ and you dedicate your life to God, it, it changes you. It really is an inside-out job. Eh? And so that's what um, Hannah did for her, her son, her boy, Samuel. I dedicate you to the Lord. So, someone say, dedicate. That means devoted, pledged, covenant. That means um, unwavering, wholehearted. That's everything. It means, um, you understand? We all understand that. Awesome. Pastor, thank you. Okay, so if you need to rededicate your life every day, go for it. You, you don't have to wait for mountains of sin to build up. You know what I mean? Where you, where you run away from the church and then you struggle to come back in and you, and you feel guilty and... No, no one does that? Okay, that's good. You know? Oh, I haven't been to church because the, the roof might fall on me because I might burn it with all the sin I've been doing. You don't, have to, you don't have to do that. Every day, you can just clean the slate. 
keep short accounts. Gee, sorry, babe, I didn't. I, I spoke to you in a bad way. I'm sorry. Boom. Any issues with other brothers, you clean it up. You know, um, brother, I actually had some funny feelings to you. Why is that? I just didn't like the way you looked at me. So I wanted to beat you up. And so this fire was going, beat this fellow. But actually, I got a problem. You got to heal the stuff. If the church isn't healthy, the kingdom isn't going to come out strong. Samuel was used mightily. Why? Because of how he lived his life. He was raised in the things of God. He could hear the voice of God clear. He could hear the man of God clear. He was obedient. And so um, I know this is fundamental stuff, but we've got to really look at how we've dedicated our life. Here's a question. How or who or even what have you dedicated your life to? I remember playing rugby. I was pretty good at it. Would have been an all black. Would have been the captain. Everyone said, what? No, yeah, he was. Anyway. But I, yeah, I did. But my home life was messed up. Okay, I was there training every day, doing the thing. I was captain for all my teams and got awards and trophies and this and that. But something was messing with my dedicated life pattern. Then I found out I could just skip the rugby and go straight to alcohol. So that just ruined that. Probably not the best example, eh, this one. But what have you dedicated your life to in the past? Where you've done it no matter what, whether it's raining, sunny, hail, whether you're married, single, having an argument, or everything's at peace at home. You, you remember those things? It's a good question. And this comes down to being planted. When you're planted, it helps you live a dedicated life. It helps you in your pledge. It helps you in your covenant to God. Especially when you know you're playing the guitar or you know you're serving in an usher, you might wake up and have a fight with your partner or whatever, and like, I don't want to go to church, but then you know that everyone's relying on you to be that usher, so it helps you get over it. Trust me, being there heaps. Hey, babe, heaps. Oh, I remember when we first came into the youth, we were put in leadership, and uh, my leader said, you're going to lead the youth. I said, oh, okay, cool, lads, yeah, whatever. Talk to them about David. You just know the story. I didn't even know who David was, so I just made it up. Um, <laughs> but we rocked up to the front of the church, me and my wife were hard out arguing. She would have listened to me and submit. She was rebelling. And I was in the car going, woman, you need to listen because I'm trying to figure out who David is. She's going, why? I've got to tell these 20 youth, inspire them about David. I don't even know who he is. And you're being rebellious. You're, you know, I started accusing, it's a demon. It's a <laughs> it's a no, really, I just was not understanding our communication. But anyway, so we had that whole situation outside the car. Ready to, I was ready to pull a wheelie and just drive off and leave her there. But then I was like, no, no, do you for think I'm soft? <laughs> Jumped out of the car, put a smile on my face, walked in, hi church. It's good to be here with the youth. <laughs> Is this all right? Being like that helps you overcome some of the stuff you go through. So how or who or what have you dedicated your life to? Here's another question or another statement. Your fruit will match what you dedicated your life to. I'll say that again. The fruit in your life tells you what you dedicated your life to. It's not what we say. It never is what we say. People say, oh, I don't know, man. There's some, there's some funny talkers out there in the community, eh? Anyone know anyone? There's heaps. They say all the words under the sun. 
look past those words and look at their fruit. Am I speaking to a man and a woman that loves Christ? Am I speaking with a man and a woman that raise their children in the ways of the Lord? Not that you're judging, but you're just looking and understanding who you're engaging with. Does it make sense? And it can put things into perspective for you. All right. So, God searches the heart. When you're asleep, he searches your heart to find an open heart, open to him. Even those of us in the household of faith, he searches each, every single one of us and he's looking for who, who will take their dedicated life to the next level. Who will go to that next layer of consecration. What's consecration mean? It means getting your life right. It means just trimming off the dross or trimming off the stuff that keeps holding you back. He's looking for who will do great exploits for him. Someone who's dedicated to Christ, they automatically will do great exploits. They will. They might be the anointed usher and vacuum cleaner in the church, but I tell you what, that person that's been doing that for years, dedicated their life, living right in their own private time, God will elevate them. God always elevates those who do that secret mahi. He always does. If you're trying to chase position and this and that, I commend you. That's a good ambition. But up, to go up, well, what's the saying? Down is the way up. You've got to get on your knees. You've got to pray like Hannah. You've got to pray like Hannah, like Samuel's mum, and go into your prayer and go, man, Lord, I want to do something great for you. You know, maybe there's a breakthrough you need. Maybe you're wanting to have children. I don't know. Maybe you're wanting a breakthrough in your marriage. Maybe you're wanting a breakthrough or whatever. You know, I think this is a great time to reflect on these things going into conference because I believe a lot of your prayers will get answered at conference. A lot of my prayers are going to get answered at conference. I'm praying all the time. Lord, I need a breakthrough in the church. I need the church to rise up. They need to rise up in the mighty call on their life. Every individual, every couple, they need to get their, um, you know what I mean? Get their walk on. They need to rise and pump in the things of God. That's because that's actually a part of your future, church. It's actually a part of your future. Those who dedicate their life, their life to Christ will become beacons of hope in our community. You'll become a, a highly sought-after leader, and you'll get voted into boards. You'll become uh, community leaders. I had a quarter with one of my uncles. He was here last night. I had a uh, chat to him a couple of years ago, and he goes, you know, Neff? I said, yep, yep, listening to him. He goes, all our community leaders here are all believers of God. I said, okay. I wasn't even really listening. I was just trying to, trying to eat the food he was giving me. He had a, he always, that's the uncle I visit when I want to feed. Because um, he always puts on the mean feeds. That uncle. Anyway, what's back to my topic. Uh, and he was saying, you know, Neff? All these, all my friends I go to for advice, business, they're all in the Mormon church, they're in the Catholic church, they're actually community leaders, but they've done that through God. What's the point of that? I'm talking about you. You, I know you're, it's early on in the piece for a lot of you. You're running man-ups and legacies, and if you're new, um, just pretend you are. But um, you're actually making uh, uh, waves of change in our community. You're making a big, you're, you're an epicenter of hope. Hope just comes out from you. Healing comes out from you. That's why now people ring you up. Hey, I need some help. Let's just give the Lord a round of applause for that. You are, you are like Samuel. 
You are like the ones in the Bible. You are like myself. You are like the apostle. You, you are now a solution. Why? Because you've dedicated your life to Christ. Not because of your qualification. Not because of how much money you make. Those are good. But you do this one thing here, God will just lift you. He'll lift you up and go, this is my man. This is my woman. Joseph. You know the story of Joseph, right? He went into prison, okay? Got falsely accused of getting with his master's wife. It didn't even, wasn't even a true story. I mean, it didn't even happen. And yet, <clears throat> every time he got elevated, his masters would see God on his life. Does that make sense? That same with David. God was with him. All the mighty men of God, they just had God with them. God on them. And you and I have revelation now. God in us. Right? So that's just normal. So what am I saying? You don't realize who you are. You don't realize your potential. You don't realize what God has up in your future for you and for your future generations. You don't realize all the plans you're doing, whether you think they're with God or not, God is in there. But as I said, God had closed up Hannah's womb. God was in there. That's funny, eh? Why would God close up her womb? But Hannah did the right thing. She went into prayer and wrestled with God to get a blessing, to get her child a promise, to get the mighty man of God, the prophet. If there was no Samuel, I don't think there'd be David. Because Samuel anointed David. Samuel was a man who obeyed God. Okay, he also anointed Saul. He did a few other things, but let's come back to this. I believe our church, and it always has been, Destiny Church rocks the nation. Uh, it rocks the community. That's a cool church, eh? Full of crazy people, but it's pretty cool. I've been to a few other churches, not to, like, because I wanted to, because I got invited, but anyway, I went there, and, and God bless their hearts, but this is the church I'm meant to be in. I'm meant to be with those who are similar to me, dedicate their life to Christ with this flavor and flow under our spiritual father so we can rock our nation um, the way we do the way we do it. Got that? I had fun last night. Um, I was thinking about my, my pastor mates that were there, not from Destiny. I was wondering, I wonder how they're observing this whole thing. You know, because I've been to their meetings and they're not like ours. No. You know, uh, hearing my son speak and all this sort of stuff. See, your children will talk like that too when you dedicate your life. They might even talk better, just by the way. They sh should have talked, but anyway. <laughs> Things get better. Your wife will honor you. You'll be an honorable husband. You'll live in a different way around how you handle finances. Your vision will be sharp and clear. You'll be able to see in the spirit. You'll be a man and a woman of honor. You already are. Some of you are already doing this, but I'm just... Let's go up a bit higher. You'll then be called on by God through delegate authority, but by God it will be a stir in your heart to pursue the kingdom bigger, better. Fano, you dedicate your life like this, you can't help but rise. And wherever you go, everything will shift to work out for your good. That's a person that lives dedicated to Christ. Dedicated to Christ, the cause, the church, the kingdom. And now spiritual father, spiritual parents. And so I'm excited for our house. I don't see the house I see today. You know, we've only been here three services. We really need to start getting renovations. But anyway, that, does, that doesn't matter. It's going to change. 
Some of you have already been telling me, Pastor, our new building's too small. So I know. Our first event was cool, eh, the other week? Packed. But see, now you're becoming a person of vision. When you're dedicated to Christ, everything changes. And I know this is simple. That faith is simple. Only believe. That's really simple. Jesus said this, those um, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And so when you live a dedicated life, you don't chase income. It chases you. You don't chase women. They chase you. <laughs> oh, it follows all right to that one. Okay, say so for the guys, the ladies. Ladies, you don't chase men. They chase you. <laughs> hey, he's like that one, eh? Oh, far up. Yeah, is that us? Oh, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing some of you come back stitched up. <laughs> God's going to answer your prayers. Amen. I tell you. And, and you want to know? Do you want to know the great thing about living dedicated to Christ? And you do find that person you're meant to live life with. It is better than when you weren't dedicated to Christ. Yeah, but that was a good one. Seek first the kingdom and all the ladies chase you. So that's revelation, that one. Cutting. I'm going to tell the apostle, apostle, my revelation. If I seek through the kingdom, all the ladies will chase me. It's like, what? He'll probably slap me. Knowing him, he'll probably go, I know. Oh, <laughs> oh I was like, oh. oh, delete the video. <laughs> oh, we're back to our notes. Okay. So when you live a dedicated life, it's, it's, it's the answer. I, see, I only see it as the answer. Jesus, in the Old Testament, God says it. Those who wholeheartedly follow me, keep my ways. He's talking about, I want your heart. If you go to Malachi, it even says, I will turn the hearts of the sons back to the father and the hearts of the father back to the sons. And so that's why for us, we've got to heal up some of those fatherless issues, man. We've got to really heal. Let, open your heart. Let God heal it. Through God, all things are possible. He can heal those insecurities. Trust me, I had those, man. Very insecure. Very insecure man uh, in my early 20s. But I needed the spiritual fathering to come and heal it up. But I had to dedicate my life so that could happen. So it's like you've got to give. You know what I mean? So you've got to wake up early. You've got to seek the Lord in the morning. I know God is with us all the time, but that prayer that Hannah prayed was different. So you want to live how you are or you want that breakthrough you may have to fast she fasted you may have to make a sacrifice you might have to offer you might have to do some stuff but whatever it is and whatever you're wanting for you and your family and your future generations i encourage you in the next six days or whatever it is coming into conference prepare yourself go into deeper levels of consecration what's consecration that's just getting yourself right Go into prayer. Make sure you're praying in the morning at night. You know, not a religious thing, just an open thing. Like, Lord, you know, I heard what pastor said, and maybe I actually, I, you know, I've been feeling I really need to pray with you, but it's been a bit fearful maybe, but I'm here. So, you know, I want to live that life. Use me. That's all you need to pray. That's what I prayed early in my early years. And then I found and heard that apostle prayed that, and I was like, wow, that's good. It's nothing like being in the dark, Early in the morning, I recommend with clothes on, but anyway, some of you just don't know about some of you, see. What are you doing? What are you doing, Mark? I'm praying. <laughs> <laughs> Get 
kidding? Oh, sorry. What are you doing? God wants your heart, church. He wants your heart. You know, it's a sad state our community's in. It's because, pe it's because people were selfish. They didn't give God their heart. It's not perfection. It's not perfection. It's just, Lord, use me. I'll do it. I like that song. I actually didn't listen to the words the first time I heard it until then. What is the chorus? Send me. What is the chorus? Send me, I'll go. That's the prayer. Lord, send me, I'll go. I'll break through for my family. I'll break through for Rodeka. I'll break through for Maranui. I'll break through for Taradale. They need breakthrough. I'll break through for Estale. I'll break through for Wellington. I'll break through for whatever. Pray, man. Pray. I'll break through for my family. Lord, use me for your glory. Let's go. And so, um, man, when that happens, church, when you make that decision and you take your level of dedication, consecration, your covenant, your pledge to another level, you watch God moving in and around your life. He'll move in ways you never thought. Our God works in um, signs, wonders, and miracles. And so I think that's great. Someone say dedicate. Make sure. Yeah. So this next week, go into your prayer closet, wherever that is. That's just where you pray. Yes, God wants to promote those whom have a dedicated life to him. David got promoted. David would sing songs to God. He wrote psalms, some rap verses, psalm songs. He wrote that. Dedicated a life. His even, even his son Solomon. Now, these are real men. These are people. They, they weren't perfect. David was an adulterer. He stole his friend's wife. Pretty, yeah. He probably needed to work on his dedication, eh? No. Anyway, do you understand? God used these men for mighty things. And woman of God, there's mighty woman in the Bible as well. And so just an encouragement, church, as you're going into conference, our apostles titled it, I'll make you a great nation. For a nation to be great, it just needs one. He did that with Abraham. He called Abraham. It would be a sad day in the Bible if Abraham missed the call. Sorry, I'm not home, God. Leave a message. Be no great nation. I'm just telling you the other side of it. And that other side of it, there's actually a lot of our story. The generations before us didn't quite pick up the call. Now, some did. Some prayed down the bloodlines, you know. Do you understand? Some of your ancestors were ministers and, and all this sort of stuff. Great men of God, great women of God, did wonderful things. They actually were great citizens in the community, probably fundraised for the marae and did all sorts of stuff. Get down a couple of generations and, oh, what happened there? Got attacked, you know. The dedication, dedicated um, lifestyle pattern didn't flow down. So in as much as you're getting to build wealth for your family, make sure you pass on those patterns. Pass on God. I love my son's story last night. Crack up. What do you say? When you're by yourself, you always have God. That was a good story, eh? If you weren't there, I will not repeat it. But um, let's just say... He built a great relationship with Jesus that day. <laughs> All right. You're right, church?
bit different pace, were they? So I know you've got, yeah, yeah. Can I give you some practical tips for next week? Make sure you sleep. Sleep, fuel up, drink water, because next week you're going to get pumped into you and imparted into you so many things that isn't just for your generation. It's for the next generations to come. It's for our community. It's for whatever community you're a part of, whatever sphere. It's gonna, um, when you come back from conference, you're going to be so hot, people around you are going to pick it up and start acting funny. <laughs> They're going to start acting. Things are going to shift. Okay, so this weekend's a huge weekend. I always co go to a conference. This is like our new year. Our Destiny Church conferences are our new year. The new word for the new season, you know. <clears throat> and so, what a great title. I will make you a great nation. Somebody say, I'm a great nation. <clears throat> and so, why not kick off your nation by, make by ensuring that the nation's ways and patterns are the lifestyle patterns of someone who's dedicated to Christ. Regardless of rain, hail, storm, trial, tribulation, they will never forsake God. That's what I pump into my children. That's, that's what the apostle has shown me. I see, you know, see the example. You just pass on God. It's, it's, that means a lot of things. It doesn't mean you sit down and you do Bible studies with your kids. I've done no Bible studies with my kids. How did I actually, we did one Bible study. I gave them the Bible and said, read the story. That's how they, you do a Bible study. It's not the book that you're passing on. It's, it's, it's what's in there. God and you, pass that on. Catch it, they'll catch it, eh? You know your children, eh? They know all your stories. They know all your jokes. And they know when you're lying. And they know who dad really is at home. Who mum really is at home. So they'll hear this word, and I give permission to all the children. Convict your mum and dad. Go home and say, that was a good word, mum. Are you going to do it? <laughs> Is that a good word? My wife's looking at me angry. Okay. That's a good word. I like that word, Pastor said. Mum, what's that? Dedicate life to Christ. Like it's real. You know what I mean? This is real. Guys, it's your life. This isn't just um, we read the book and all become librarians. It's not that. It's, it's life. It's, it's a real thing. It's, next week could change your life. Aren't you excited for that? I am. So I encourage you, get, get yourself ready. Consecrate. Go into your prayer. Flesh out things. Get rid of any little unforgiveness that's still there. And You want to go into conference ready to receive. You know, not, not going in there when stuff's still going on. Heck, and if stuff still goes on, just carry on. Doesn't matter. You know, because you want to set yourself up so you can grab everything that God wants to download into you through our man of God. And our apostle, man, I'll tell you what, he's the best preacher in the land. Global global apostle, our apostle. Not just New Zealand. You know, highly sought after overseas, but he has a heart for his nation. That's a dad you want to be like, eh? Not a dad that, where's dad going, going to save the neighbors? Hey. Hey. If I saw a dad like that, I'll challenge him, bro. Never mind saving the neighbors. Save your own family. Actually, I did that to my dad, but anyway, he got offended. But okay. All right, church. That's really it. Live a life dedicated to the Lord.
Pastor Joel and myself are proud of you guys. You've just done some amazing stuff, man. <clears throat> Every week, week in and week out, you're doing your man up, you're doing your legacy, you're doing the things with your children. All that stuff is a dedicated lifestyle pattern. You're going to work, you're getting your finances sorted, you're getting your attitude in check, you're doing all those things. And those things lead up to Christ in me, the hope of glory. And so that's awesome, exciting stuff. That's a really dedicate your life to Christ. So never forget, don't let it, um, again, come back to that mountain of sin. Don't let it stack up, just deal to it. Boof, blow it out. It's like having rubbish. Don't pile it up, whānau. Just put it out. Put it in the recycling bin, roll it out. Don't let it pile up. What's that rubbish? I don't know. <laughs> no, just, that's the same with our sin nature. Keep short accounts of God. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Have a lifestyle pattern that attracts God's presence to you more than, you know. All good? Yeah, that's it, really. That's us. I'm excited. I'm amped. I'm relaxed. I'm ready to go. Looking forward to what um, our apostle's going to enlighten us in and give us insight on. Most of us already know this, though. It's, it'll be kingdom. <laughs> take over. Take dominion. Rule and reign. Change the world. We're all around that stuff. You know, and while I'm talking about this too, that's why we do the things we do. I look at Apostle, everyone looks at him and goes, man, and I'm getting the same reference. Don't you ever sleep? I'm like, I do, but because of the heart dedication, it drives me to do things. Do you understand? You're seeking energy in ways and means you shouldn't be seeking. If you just seek it in this way, you'll get the energy. Man, you'll, you'll pump, you'll fly because... You know, because when you go in your own time with God in the secret place, he builds you up. You come out mighty. One second in the presence, I'm mighty, ready to take on anything. Do you, you understand? And that's you. So the answer to a lot of your questions is just spend some time in there. Go to God first before TikTok and Google. Or do both. You know, do both. Go to God and TikTok. But at least go to God. Go to the Father, your Heavenly Father. Go to the one who can give you all the answers, church. That's a dedicated lifestyle pattern. Amen. So, um, yeah, excited week. Exciting. Are you excited for next week? Got your tickets? Got your accommodation? Ready to go? Ain't going to come back the same. I'm excited for Hawke's Bay. Also, after that, too, uh, my... Um, Campaign kicks off, so it kicks off. So that's going to be fun, a whole lot of fun. Already got some um, debates planned, eh? So I got invited to a debate in August. I'll let you know when all those dates are so you can boo the other gods. Just, yeah, now we'll make sure all you are there and we'll just boo all of my um, opponents. Boo! Just say that. Just, even if they say good thing, boo! <laughs> Is that dedicated lifestyle? Yes, it is. Uh, awesome. That's us, church. All right. Okay, let's all stand to our feet. You can always start again, church. That's the beauty of our Father. He's a forgiving Father. He's not a Father who holds grudges, <laughs> makes you mow the lawns forever, but He's a Father who extends grace to you. He gives you 77 times 7 chances, even though a lot of us have used them all. 
he gives us some more. <laughs> it's like, man, you're awesome. You know, and we all need that. We all need a new beginning. And so this weekend's our new year. It's going to be a great time. It's a great time to give your life to Christ. Great time to do that. So what we'll do is we'll pray this prayer. Um, I'll get the church to help me out. Close your eyes, bow your heads if you want to. Put your hand on your heart. Repeat um, this prayer after me. And this is that prayer there, dedicating your life to Jesus. And so let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for who you are. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. I recommit to you. Use me for your glory. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Awesome. Let's put our hands together.